Hey, this is Alex Judd, and this is a bonus episode that our team recorded specifically to bring you hope and practical action items that you can use as a small business owner to tackle this whole coronavirus situation. So here's Daniel Tardy with employment attorney J.K. Sims. Hey guys, Daniel Tardy and Entree Leadership and Ramsey Solutions here. Hey, we're coming to you guys uh, as frequently as we can right now because so many small businesses are dealing with new issues and new challenges that they weren't even thinking about back in January. And today I'm honored to have a good buddy uh, and a, a longtime friend, J.K. Sims. Uh, J.K. is a employment law attorney and specializes in issues related to uh, business owners and their employees and all the litigation around like things you should know when it comes to uh, if you're going to change the agreement with your team, essentially. Right. And so uh, I know, JK, there's a lot of questions right now. Very fluid situation. Uh, things are changing quickly with uh, what our administration is pushing through. And Congress has uh, put down two significant uh, pieces of legislation that are affecting small business owners right now. So tell me, uh, you mentioned before we jumped on here, you've been busy. You've had a lot of business owners calling you. What are the types of questions that people have right now? What are people asking you? Yeah. I mean, it's been a really busy, I mean, I think back to, gosh, it's, I feel like all of this started on like two or three weeks ago, but they've all kind of run together. Um, but they're just trying to navigate this. They're trying to figure out what does this legislation, which we can talk about, how does that affect me? Does it apply to me? What do I do? How do I pay for it? Because um, they want to stay afloat. I mean, they, yeah. they, they don't want to have to lay people off, I think is what I'm hearing yeah. from them is kind of that, that there's some fear, sure. you know, which you're, which you're hearing, I'm sure, right. as well. But Well, it, it seems like business owners have never been in this exact situation yeah. where they're having to make some of these pretty extreme decisions this quick. And I think we would say there's, there's the risk of overreacting also, mm-hmm. right, and getting misinformation. Um, sure. what, what would you advise a business owner just as a general, you know, before you make a big decision related to your team? layoffs or, you know, severance issues, time off, furlough, and we can get into some of the details on that. But just as a good guideline, before you make a big decision, where would you start? Yeah, I mean, I think first, um, you should familiarize familiarize yourself with this new legislation, Mm -hmm. because there there has been some misinformation about it and how it might apply to you. But I think kind of taking a breath and looking at looking at your contracts and your expenses that you have, there might be some um, some ways that you could have a dialogue with your other contractual commitments that you have to where, let's say, there's, there's a term. I won't get too much in legal weeds on some of this stuff, but a term called force majeure, which mm-hmm. is in most contracts. And that is if there's an act of God, how does that impact our duties under this? Is this qualifying um, generally as force majeure? I, so, we talked to one of our yeah. vendors, and, and they said, hey, this isn't force majeure. Yeah. Of course, if you're, if you're a vendor saying that, you're trying to keep the business Where does it fall? It very much depends on the language. Some force majeure clauses actually say or government action, Mm. right? And so a quarantine, if you've got that language, so the language is important. And the state, the state law have to do a disclaimer. Every state is a little bit different Mm -hmm. on this. But the language used in that clause is is critically important. So if you see government action there that has caused the ability to perform under this contract. So that's one thing. Another thing is your contract might have a um, a where the market forces have changed so much. There's been a material adverse change or material adverse effect okay. that impacts the party's ability to 
um, to perform under mm-hmm. the contract. So again, that kind of just opens up a dialogue. Everyone in the business community, if you're a vendor, you're a supplier, you're a business owner, everyone's trying to figure it okay. out. So pull your contracts, see what the language is in that contract, and then right. maybe that, that prompts a conversation with a professional right. to right. dive deeper. Yeah. And then, too, I mean, because you mentioned layoffs. I mean, there are a number, you know, you obviously business owners, they don't want to have to do that. Right. But they also, they want to see how can we keep operating. Mm-hmm. And you've got a number of options uh, there as far as what that might look like. Is this a furlough? Are we just going to mm-hmm. say, hey, we're going to kind of hit pause. We're going to keep you on. Um, we're going to keep you on for a while. You're going to still get your benefits. Mm-hmm. But we don't have work. And so we can't pay you. And we hope that changes. So that's different than a severance. Different they're, than they're a severance. They're technically still employed. They're just no work and no pay for the season until that's you right. get through it. And they can, they can draw on employment. Okay. Uh, every, again, every state's going to be different on that. But I think in pretty much all states and now with the Federal Act, you're going to have unemployment in that situation available to you. Um, again, they're still going to get their benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an option. Um, of course, a um, termination is another option. I mean, some companies, they might end up just having to, to close. I yeah. mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in all of that, you want to minimize your risk when you get to that. Okay. And one of the points to definitely emphasize on that and is make sure that if you're making those types of decisions, because even if it's a furlough, that's an adverse employment action. Mm. Okay. So we're, we're going to see a lot of litigation come from all of this. Okay. And I was, I was a practicing attorney in 2008 when a lot of people got let go. There was a lot of employment lawsuits fired, filed. Business uh-huh. business owners got sued, uh-huh. right? And they had to demonstrate in that that why was this person terminated? Why were they a casualty in this? Okay. And so being sure that you're using legitimate, non-discriminatory criteria. You're looking at your business saying, we've got to cut these positions. Mm-hmm. And because if, you're, if there's a disparate impact on certain protected classes or on any protected class, they're more likely – to go mm-hmm. to the EEOC, file a charge of discrimination, file a lawsuit. And so there's just a lot of risk out there. Okay. And I think if you get to that point where let's say you've gone through and I've looked at our expenses, maybe we've held back on our payables for a while. I'm very, um, we've talked to our firm some about how man, we're really busy right now. Mm-hmm. But the question is, when will people pay us, uh-huh. right? Attorneys are probably not really high up on the list as far as people that are going to get paid, and that's fine. And we kind of realize – in fact, I've told I – told, because normally the first of the month is when we send our invoices. Mm-hmm. And so for my small business owner clients, I'm like, let's hold off for you know, a few weeks yeah, and let's figure see it what out. happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, so you're looking at that, but then you say maybe I have to – we get to the point where we have to make these, these decisions and, and terminate. Just being sure that you're minimizing your risk in that, okay. using legitimate – this is, this is the legal buzzwords, l- legitimate, non-discriminatory reasons and criteria. Which essentially, I, I think that means that you're, you're looking at the whole versus individual people. And you're going, the whole business has been impacted by this broader situation out there. And I've got to essentially maintain objectivity in terms of how I'm looking at, at making cuts. It's, it's not, here's this person that's, they drove me crazy the last month. Right. This is a good time to go ahead and give them the right, boot. Right, right. You know, you're, you're really looking at... If I've done everything I can to minimize expenses and then this is a last resort. And then in terms of just documentation and making mm-hmm. sure that you've if, – if you ever ended up in you know, litigation someday, um, I, I think that there's probably certain things that a business owner should do to document and make sure they you – know, what, what did you communicate to the team? How was it communicated? Right. Uh, we see this a lot, especially in small business where you just take action and then later you're wishing you had a few emails to pull from and things like that. Because if it wasn't written down, it's kind of like there's two different versions of that story. Right. 
What, sure. What's good practice just in terms of keeping things documented? Yeah, I think, well, just as a general practice, being sure, I mean, we, we, we say a lot of times in what I do, if it's not, if it's not in the personnel file, if it's not documented, mm-hmm. it didn't happen, right? So I think that um, if you're making these decisions, identify the, the, the positions that you're eliminating. And so certain, say, business units are going to maybe be, become less uh, sustainable, Okay. Because maybe they lost certain contracts and say, well, well, that business unit, we're going to have to uh, – we don't need as many people in that business unit anymore. Mm-hmm. But just identifying what's the business unit, documenting, and then I, you, you have to internally, demographically, what are the demographics? If, if the EEOC were to receive a charge of discrimination and they saw that all of the people who were terminated as a part of your – say you had to reduce your force were – 50, 60 years old. They all happen to be a that, protected class, right? That looks mm-hmm. discriminatory, yeah. right? And yeah. so just again, we're using across the board legitimate criteria and making sure that it's not having a disparate impact. And that's documented just, I mean, that, that's, you are just documenting that, that here are the factors that went right. into it and why we had to make the decision. Okay, good advice there. Uh, earlier you mentioned getting familiar with this new legislation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the HR 6201 and then also the CARES Act uh, just came out. Uh, I understand getting familiar with it, and I also understand these are 800 pages long. <laughs> how do I uh, how do I get what I need to know without yeah. sitting down and line by line and going through all the legalese? What's the best way to to get familiar enough? Yeah, I mean it, it it's tough because you're talking to people watching this. Mm-hmm. You're busy running a business, right? You don't have time to sit and read a 900 page piece of legislation. Um, and so you got to think, where do I, what's a good source for me? Where can I find it? Some that I would recommend. Well, first, let me start by telling you that you don't want to rely upon most of your media outlets as far as summarizing a piece of legislation. Okay. It's no offense to, to anybody, but it's, you know, you are talking, like you said, about a 900 piece of legislation, 900 page piece of legislation, and you don't know who's summarizing that. Um, so some the government resources are very helpful. So the Department of Labor for the uh, uh, Coronavirus Response Act, very helpful. They've got an FAQ on there that answers, and it's they're adding to it every day almost. Kind of executive summary FAQ. Exactly. Okay. Here, here's what it means for you. Here's where it applies, a fact sheet. Um, so the Department of Labor, Department of Treasury, uh, with the act that was just passed, the stimulus bill, which mm-hmm. is the CARES Act, um, they're a very good resource. The I found one of the best is to be the U.S. Chamber of Commerce okay. uh, page. They've got very helpful factual material. There's no agenda on it other than they exist to kind of help businesses. So um, those are some that I think of. The, the government resources, Department of Labor, Department of Treasury, where that's impacted, um, are, are very helpful resources. So I, you're, you're an employment attorney, and I mean, clearly you've, you've got a propensity towards saying people should work with you in a time like this. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a small business owner and I'm trying to cut expenses, the idea of having you know, one more attorney that I need to pay, is this a time I really can't afford to not get that second opinion? Uh, can I do it myself and, and read and make these decisions, or should I really be working with a professional right now? Yeah, I get that question a lot, even not in these times, but it's kind of an overwhelming thought for sometimes. And you think, okay, if I go hire an attorney, you're talking about $10,000 it's going to cost me. And really, I think just having a conversation, meet with a couple of attorneys, a few attorneys, talk to them on the phone, Zoom with them now. Right. Uh, you may not meet with them. But um, and seeing, you know, in having a frank discussion on I want to get some advice mm-hmm. on navigating this. Um, I've got these decisions to make. How much is that going to cost mm-hmm. me? Just have that discussion up front. Okay. You might be surprised that it's actually you're talking about if I spend two hours with you, 
It's not. It's, you're yeah. not talking about a big time. So maybe five hundred thousand bucks. Maybe worth the, the right. advice to get the direction. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, because again, finding somebody who's a specialist, you're busy running a business, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be an expert on the exemptions under these acts or right. what what are the tax implications right. of this. Yep. And there are just there's a lot that kind of falls from it. And totally. spending the time yep. that you would otherwise spend trying to kind of figure it out. Yeah, you don't want to be in court later going, I wish I had spent a thousand bucks. I wish I had spent a thousand dollars. Done this right the first yeah. time. Uh, talk to us a little bit about I want to dive in on the CARES Act because so much of our tribe is uh, on the Dave Ramsey plan. We don't do yeah. debt no matter what, especially loans and especially the SBA. And the way this legislation was pushed down, from my understanding, is uh, your loan originator is going to come through an SBA network, a, a typical 7A loan that would then convert to a grant later if you meet the conditions of not letting your team go. And But what's the gotcha? Is yeah. there fine print there? Is it, is it really free money? You know, And if I'm thinking about keeping my team on board versus saying, no matter what, I don't do debt and I have to fire. I mean, that's a big decision for a business owner right now. Yeah. I mean, a great example there of kind of relying on maybe media reports or summaries of what an act says. And then even I got an email that right, right after it passed that said, here's my understanding. And it was essentially, it's free money that there's, I mean, it's a loan, but it's not really. I mean, it's really a grant, and you know, I should just go apply for that. Well, there is fine print, and so you should read the fine print. And the Department of Treasury just, I think, last night released some guidance. So go to the Department of Treasury's website. They have a four-page document that gives you really the terms. But um, a lot of it we're still trying to figure out, much like when the coronavirus, the Paid Leave Act came. Mm-hmm. For two weeks, we continued to get kind of daily updates, more information, because the act itself leaves questions and then it's the role of the agency to kind of fill in well, what are some of these questions where are there unintended consequences they get letters like from the chamber of commerce saying how are you going to deal with these things so there's there are still things about the cares act we don't know but what i do know from reading it is that there are you cannot assume that if you go and apply for that loan that you will never have to pay that back okay that there are strings attached to that in that what they want to do, and it's a, it's a, I mean, they're trying to keep people from losing their mm-hmm. jobs and mm-hmm. trying to keep the economy running in that way. And so in the same way, the Paid Leave Act and what they finally did on some of that. But do read the fine print. Um, where are you getting that information? Go to the Department of Treasury. And I think yeah, um, if, if you do end up cutting your workforce um, and if you do end up reducing pay, that's going to trigger and you might not get the, uh, the full kind of, you know, where it becomes a grant and not a loan. Mm-hmm. So, so there are some catches on okay. it for sure and to be, to be cognizant of. Yeah. Well, I'm hearing there's, there's three kind of uh, – if you think about being in a rock and a hard place, there's really three big rocks right now that I think most small business owners are challenged with. One is they may not have enough revenue coming in to keep their team mm-hmm. and they're facing maybe having to let them go. But on the other side of this, we talked about if you act too quickly on that or, or you're not doing your due diligence to make sure you're doing that objectively and non-discriminatory ways, you could end up in litigation later. And the best uh, offer that the government's offering right now might have some strings attached and maybe uh, too good to be true. And so I think in all of these things, uh, there's value in slowing down, getting a second opinion, making sure you really understand the, uh, you mentioned earlier, unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't want to underreact, but we also, if we overreact too quick, uh, everybody is kind of this frantic, chaotic, 
go now, figure it out. And this is not an area we want to move quickly without really understanding what direction we're going and, and the consequences of that right. ultimately. Yeah, I mean, a great, a great example is after the Paid Leave Act was, was first passed. So that was on March 18th, which, gosh, that seems like, well. It feels like a year ago. <laughs> it's been a long um, month. That was, uh, that was passed on March 18th. Um, there were a lot of questions when it was, when it was first passed. Um, and I had a once, – once we saw what that looked like, I had more than one client tell me, if I have to do this, I'll just fire them mm. because I can't afford to do it. I'm trying to stay operational. Now the government's telling me I have to give paid leave to these employees who can't come to mm. work because their child's you – know, because the daycare That's or the school, school situation, daycare, right? mm-hmm. which is a tough, tough position that uh, workers were put in. Um, but what in each of those conversations, I said – we're going to get some guidance because it's not going to take effect yet. Let's 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 see what happens. And I think the Secretary of Labor will will hopefully put some relief in there. And we saw that they did with the okay. Department of. So yeah, I think taking a breath and not overreacting on it. So if you can afford to not make a a decision the the week after the legislation is released, right? Yeah, because right. there's kind of a normalizing period mm-hmm. where more clarity, more guidance, and then you can make a more informed decision. If you can afford to wait a week or two before making a big action just because the Congress approved it, there's still kind of this period of like, let's figure out what everybody really thinks this says and how we can take action. That's right. I mean, I think we're seeing, and they're acting quickly on these, and they have to, and they're doing that for the good of the economy um, and and workers and small business owners. And I mean, we saw that pass, I think, 96, uh, almost unanimously in the Senate. So Mm. that never happens, right? So everybody was on board. But it was, but it was quick, and so it's what we're seeing is it's about a two week process before we even really get to a point. Once it's passed, where we, a lot of these questions that we have get 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 answered. Yeah. So, um, yeah. J.K., this has been really great. Um, before we jump off, any final words of encouragement or advice for small business owners out there who are navigating these turbulent waters? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just really tough times to be in charge of anything, and and I and I feel the weight of it when I talk to clients, and so. I think just as best you can, taking a breath, like you're like you're saying, I think is good. Being careful on where you're getting the, your information from, um, and knowing that the people that you're working with, the people that you owe, maybe you owe a rent to in your building, they're trying to figure this out too. So there is kind of I feel in this business community, there's this idea that we're all in this together, you know. And yeah. so I think just walking with that knowledge, hopefully everyone. Kind of, well, maybe your as far as your rent check being due today, maybe on April first, maybe your landlord will give you some grace on that. Mm-hmm. In some states, it's actually becoming mandated. So I don't know. We're gonna that's an evolving situation we're gonna see too. But I think looking where you get your information from and just you know taking the time um, to to breathe a little bit and let the dust settle yeah. if you can. I mean, I realize sure. that's maybe easier said than done, but. Well, as a principal, I, I think you're spot on, and uh, this has been invaluable. Thank you so much. And, you know, it sounds like the theme is, you know, when in doubt, don't go it alone. Get some advice. Over-communicate. Communicate with your vendors, with your customers, with your legal counsel if, if you have access to that. And if you don't, uh, consider making a couple phone calls and, and just get some advice because you don't want to regret later that you acted too quickly to something that you cut off your nose in spite of your face, and that's not what we want. So, J.K., thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Tim. My pleasure. Well, guys, in the Entree Leadership Tribe, uh, we know you guys are fighting and uh, you're scrapping and you're doing everything you can to lead forward with confidence right now. We want you to know we believe you have what it takes, that together we're going to weather the storm, we're going to get through this thing, and we're going to come out stronger on the other side. So keep fighting, keep leading, and we'll talk to you again very soon. 